0: thank <laughs> Good afternoon, I'm Gregory Korea from harmonics and today we're on location a great place to be I feel like I'm at home I'm with in skyline studios with the owner and producer Brian Matheson. How are you Brian?
1: We're doing well.
0: Man you look this place is absolutely amazing. Thanks uh, How long have you been doing this? I mean especially in this this area right here
1: um, well I built the studio in 93 okay and before that I was up in the finished garage of a house up in the hills okay hence the name Skyline Studios and uh, I was up there for about five years before I did this mm-hmm. you know and uh, built this place out in 93
0: absolutely I know we're going to take a tour a, a little while yeah um, this is absolutely we're in the main room is this the main room? library room a yeah. And this is like sometimes you'd have groups play live in here, live stream, you were talking about?
1: Right, group? well, this room we use for, you know, if we're going to track drums or live bands or choirs or, you know, even interviews where we have, need to have multiple people on the same room.
0: Let's talk about how did you actually get in this to do, actually do recording? What, what kind of moved you into this well, area as a young man and then, yeah. you know, present day? I moved
1: here from Canada in 86. I didn't know a soul out here. Mm -hmm. I had my Fostex 8-track machine that I had recorded some of my original music on, and I was looking for a studio to mix down my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I needed, I was using a a mix-down format. Remember PCM Beta? Of course. Before that, right? Mm -hmm. I was using PCM Beta uh, to record to, to mix down onto that. And I was looking for a studio that had that. And I was at Leo's Pro Audio. Remember Leo's oh, Next Door? And there was a guy who worked there who had a little home studio. And he goes, yeah, I got one of those. So oh, great. Let me book some time. I'm going to mix down my songs. Got to be friends. Started gigging together. I started working in a studio as a client working on my stuff. And then, you know, his room was dark during the day because he was working at Leo's. And I'm like, bro, you know, I'm only gigging at night. Why don't you just toss me some keys and let me uh, do some sessions for other people? And that was the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, that was around, you know, 86, 87 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a little bit, I mean, we started out with a Roland MSQ-700 sequencer, <laughs> Oberheim DX drum machine, and a DX7. And that was it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I had an AKG C61 mic, Mm-hmm. And a few other miscellaneous mics. So that was like the only good mic. And so, little by little, you know, little by little, just it up over time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, you've really built up something. You were talking about earlier to me. Um, what 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 kind of people come in here? All everybody, you do auto books. You got bands. You got solo artists. It, how does that How does that all rumble together?
1: The, the key to survival is having diverse mm-hmm. constituency. You know, I think, um, and I think that's been the. And that's that's what has survived. Mm-hmm. That's what's held us, mm-hmm. you know. Kept us alive all these years. Um, today, for example, we're doing an audio book okay. uh, in the other room okay. um, for a major New York publisher, okay. and uh, and then there'll be some hip hop later mm-hmm. tonight, and then you know um, there'll be a, a live tracking session where we're going to be a whole band live off the floor kind of thing, and then. And then um, some film post where I got, got to do another voiceover for uh, an actor's going to come in and do something mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some other gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all depends, you know. There's you know hip hop and and rock and pop or whatever kind of music production, and then all kinds of voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, uh, audiobooks or podcasts mm-hmm. or. ADR sessions for film, post, and all kinds of variations on that mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Now you're credited with doing the audio books, also on when you're, you know, how they package it, or your or is your studio actually? Yeah, it, Skyline Studios? at the end
1: of it, they say this was recorded at Skyline Studios with Brian awesome, Matheson type awesome. thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when you when you 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 mentioned that you had some special guests here, uh, you had Angela Davis. How was that? Having Angela? That was super an cool. I- an iconic. Uh, activist, great woman.
1: Um, you know, it was, we did six days, six hour sessions, okay. and had lunch every day, and it was like she was telling her story, life story to me, and it was just extraordinary. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. An amazing story.
0: Has her book come out? Has the audio book come out? Or it's is, not come out yet. Oh, so it would be in 2022?
1: Yeah, this, well the audio book comes, I think soon. I don't okay. know when.
0: So, this is your life, obviously, right? Yeah. So when you... What is the favorite thing you like to do? I mean, meeting people... Uh, do you like to be, have your hands on, you know, the controls when you're... Whatever whatever you're doing at that time? Or do you interact with the musicians? Of course. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll...
1: I am able to do all the sessions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always have been. Um, uh, I mean, I can... You know, I can do... Uh, any of the different kinds of sessions. I don't do them all. I get other people to do, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the sessions, so I mm-hmm. I don't have to be here <laughs> 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I like to do? You know, I'm always, I like to do, um, I like to do the creative, uh, how do I put this? I like to do things that, are, that, that fascinate me, like, you know, always trying to, figure out how we can do things better in the studio improving it Interesting. incrementally baby steps all the time every day i think what can we do better what can we do a little bit differently than what we did last time mm-hmm. how can i upgrade the studio how can we make this look a little bit better you know it's it's very small tweaks that happen all the time
0: you're like looking ahead you're trying yeah. to expand
1: yeah i'm trying to just like make the studio as as, as great it, as it can be you know mm-hmm. i don't have you know, millions of dollars to invest in a studio like some tech millionaires might have. I don't have that. I have to, you know, do this with, you know, using the limited resources that we have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So, you also, you mentioned earlier that you're, you you could play guitar. What, what kind yeah. of music do you play or do you cover a lot of space? Uh,
1: My what... background was always playing, you know, funky-ass rhythm guitar and and. and Funk and rock bands—that that's been always my thing. I was like the lead singer, rhythm guitar player guy. Mm-hmm. But I also have another dark history in my past where I sang 18 years in a classical choir, um, which I was sort of recruited because they needed you know pop rock voices for what they wanted to do. And uh-huh. next thing you know, I'm
0: singing in a choir.
1: Next thing you know, I'm I'm I got a tuxedo on. I'm singing with symphonies because it was so alien to me. Mm-hmm. But was sort of the other side of uh, the spectrum of of music, right. of my music experience, and, and and greatly informed my ability as a guitar player, and mm-hmm. as an overall musician, and as a producer, mm-hmm. and as a recording engineer.
0: So did you do Gregorian chants too? while you. Were no, not me? Gregorian no. chants.
1: More, no. more modern just than that. Just modern. Just just. Well, modern. I mean, like you know, music.
0: Through... Was it in a church? You in no, a
1: church? no, it was it was a choir. We oh. did we did. You know, this, this choral group was called Pacific Mozart Ensemble. We did lots and lots of um very varied and difficult compositional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it's sort of like a vocal SWAT team to do we get hired <laughs> to do all kinds special, of different things. Special, yeah, I mean you know we we, we we went to Germany and, and recorded the, 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 the Leonard Bernstein Mass and got a Grammy nomination for that. Oh and my goodness. Some of the hardest material ever. Mm-hmm. And um but you know, we've done some really out there stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and um uh, it was really great for my ears and really great for my reading and really great for my singing and made me a better musician.
0: So as, as we move forward, what, what do you see the music scene? They just had the American Music Awards on Sunday. What do you see how music is moving in the world? Because you, you listen to a lot of different guys a lot of different men and women come in here. You do audio books. What do you see? What the music is going? How's it moving?
1: Well, it's hard to say. You know, like there's, there's the mainstream stuff that you can hear. You know, the formulaic. You know, every time I turn on the radio, I hear the same. You know, one five six four progression or various. You know, four one six five. You know, like chord progressions all the time of pop music, and you hear that right. it's ubiquitous. And, and then you hear all the, you know, the heavily tuned. Stuff which is fine, no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hear that um, it's become so pervasive, and so many um, people who are making music now. Uh, they don't know, they don't understand music. They assemble a collage of sounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like structure, it, different. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's it's. They're, they're not. There's a lot of music, musicians out there or rappers or people making music these days that don't, that are not, you know, harmonically informed, let's just say. That's true. Okay? Yes. A- and no judgment. Yes. That's, That's just. the way that is, you right. know, and, and uh, that, there's probably going to be a lot more of that mm-hmm. going forward. People are just kind of finding beats online and then they it's do their thing it, yeah. on top of that without, without a knowledge of what even key they're in. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Brian, thank you for this tour. It's quite amazing, and the setups that you got in each room. Uh, it Was it your, always your design? This is your your process. This is like your laboratory, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, you know, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff, you know. Um, I just kind of had to figure it out as I went. Mm-hmm. So this is what I came
0: up with. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, just a guy that has been around music for a long time, probably a lifetime you've been in music, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to ask what I normally just No, no
1: other marketable job skills, so.
0: Just you always, <laughs> just. <laughs> but you you were a professor at, at uh, one yeah. of our colleges. Uh, Chabot Las Positas College. Did yeah, I right taught
1: there? at uh, San Francisco State. I taught at Chabot. I taught at uh, Diablo Valley College.
0: Oh, so you're extensive. Yeah. Well, a lot how, of was, how was State?
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, what cool. I liked about that program mm-hmm. is that that class, it was intermediate recording, It consisted of... Uh, 15 three-hour sessions here, which is perfect. For it was you. great because it was all about, you know, teaching them how to, you know, simple to complex tracking. That was a fun session, a fun uh, class to teach because it's just recording sessions. And the pandemic killed off that program. So Yeah, it
0: has. It has hurt us. Uh, all of us set us just really out of beds. Yeah. Well, hopefully well, I mean, 2022.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we were shut down for the pandemic and, and it really hurt a lot. And I looked... I mean, this was, it, the pandemic was sort of an existential threat to the studio, and I wasn't sure if we were going to survive. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But then there was a path to opening. and It, it took a couple of things to um, make me think that it was possible and that there was a way forward. And one of them was, you know, I got a call one day asking me if, um, if we were on the SAG-AFTRA union uh, list of approved recording studios for COVID protocols. And I'm like...
0: Static that, that a thing? From? What was
1: that? Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Yeah. And I, so I made some calls, did a lot of research, and figured out what they required, and, and you know, among other things, the MERV 13 spec filters. You know, if you can do air filtration and uh, UVC light and you do forehead temperature check before you come in and some hand sanitizer and your you do all those you know protocols and you and you know the voiceover person, they don't come hang out in the control room. They come. The actor will go straight into the booth, take off their mask, do the thing. And when they leave, I disinfect the room between sessions. That. And then so, once I got approval and got on that list, my first gig was a uh, a film for uh, Universal Studios and another film where, where they were directing from Beijing. You know, and and so I did uh, a bunch of film gigs like that. Mm-hmm. You know, ADR and and. Uh, voice-over narration stuff. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, is like as you know, um, the worst thing to spread coronavirus is the choir singing. The worst. Yes, yes, right? because there's so many people. Yeah, all singing and... Without, yeah. So, the phone rang one day, I want to say this was last summer, uh, late summer, early fall, and this woman says, uh, I got this choir I want to record, you know, can I come in the studio, can we come in your studio to record this choir? I'm like... Hell no, no. No. What? She goes. Well, okay, but you were You recommended to us by so and so, and we hear you're kind of, you know, you've got a lot of choral experience. I say, well, that's true. Do you have any options for maybe isolating people? I said, well, yeah. Keep talking. (laughs) You know. Of course. I said we could, in theory. She goes, what if we brought people in, not all, thir- not all 12 of them at all the time, but what if you came in and did them four at a time in different rooms? I said, OK, I'm listening. I'm listening. OK. We could put one person in the vocal room, one person in live room B. We could put two people here on the opposite ends of this platform. Where we're sitting with a gobo in between. OK, that's, that's possible. And she says, "Well, we could do like shifts, you know, like do, bring in." Do. And by the way, the, she, it's. I said, "Who is this for?" She says, "It's Esperanza Spaulding. I was like, "Oh, well, okay, let's make this work, you know." So
0: you
1: that's what we did. I put Esperanza Spaulding in control room B mm-hmm. with camera feeds to the other rooms, so she could have a screen, she could see,
0: and they could see each they, other. Well, you know, or hear
1: they they could hear each other. Yes, and we had their own customized. Headphone mix and and you know she was able to talk to everybody and I was in the control room She was in there one person here, one person here one person in one person there. We'd record for two hours Take a one hour disinfection uh, dis- disinfecting break mm-hmm. Have another four people come in
0: mm-hmm.
1: record for two hours mm-hmm. You know another hour break mm-hmm. disinfect and then other people you know another set of four people came mm-hmm. two hours this is pre-vaccine, and this was during a time when we were still wiping down our groceries. Remember? Oh,
0: we of still... course.
1: So we don't know what. What to expect. We don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was uh, 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 it was it was it was terrifying. We all got COVID tests right before. It, you know, it was it was pretty scary, but uh, that I mean that was one of my first. You know when we started up again. That was one of the first gigs I did when right, we started right. to very slowly open up. To out. As we could see a path to how you could do things safely. So, you know, we're not having, like, a ton of people in the control if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are. We're still, um, if we are, we're still uh, masked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. You know, after we, all started, after we all started getting vaccinated, we took our masks off for a while. And then Delta came along. We were like, oh, let's just put them back on. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how we've been able to um, get through it. And now it's gotten it's gotten really busy.
0: Good, good. Let's hope twenty two gets even more bigger for you, man. And you know it's been a pleasure to be in Skyline Studios, man. What it's just it's just a beautiful place. It's uh, thank you for letting us interview today, Brian. I know yeah. you're a busy man, and um, just thank you for letting us have this interview. It's my been, pleasure. The, the insight. So uh, that's the end of the interview. Um, the great Brian Matthews from Skyline Studios. I mean, come Matheson. on, man.
1: Take that one again. You see, oh, you're you're calling I, Brian Matthews. Okay. Cut. All right. Okay. <laughs> Take that again. Did I say
0: Matthews? Yeah. Not Matheson?
1: <laughs> Matheson.
0: Brian Matheson. The whole thing. Okay. Thank you for this interview. Yeah. B- Brian, Brian, thank you for this, this interview. With Brian Matheson. It has absolutely been great to be in here. I'm very lucky, I think, to come in here because he's a very busy producer, owner. I mean, it's just great to be here. I hope 2022 gives you the best of the best in the future. Thank yeah, I hope you.
1: so. Thank you so much. All right, much. cool, man. Thanks. Thanks. Brother.
0: All right, I appreciate it. Yeah. Peace and love to all of you.